Hey, Wanna Be On Top listeners, today, Maxwell and I are sharing a very special interview with you. In the spirit of giving, we will give you some life as we chat with runway diva coach extraordinaire, Miss J. Alexander. First, we get a history lesson in fashion and Miss J. Then I ask Jay all about his time on Top Model from coaching to judging to Tyra. And we find out what Miss J is up to now and what it's like to design her own crypto couture line. We are having the ultimate Top Model Kiki today. You are going to love this one. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert, Maxwell Esposito. Happy holidays, sister. Happy holidays to you, Miss Coulee, Boss Lady, as I like to call you. Yes. Uh, we are in the holiday spirit. How is your tour? You are, are still dancing oh, yes. away? Yes, Miss Ma'am. The tour has been absolutely fantastic. I've been having so much fun with the girls last night. We were um, in Kansas City, Missouri, and today we have a lovely little day off, but tomorrow we are going to be in Augusta, Georgia. Yes, we are finishing up this tour, hitting all of our southern cities. So if you guys are in the Georgia area, Durham, North Carolina, Orlando, Tampa, and you want to come and see this fantastic, fantastic show, you should definitely go to dragfans.com and get your tickets and come and see us in uh, Murray and Peter Presents a Drag Queen Christmas. They better. Um, Absolutely. Do you have any fun holiday plans, Maxwell? You know, I'm thinking about actually hosting my own little holiday party. Um, Julian is going to be going out of town, so we'll be spending Christmas apart this year. He has some family having some babies, and he wants to be there. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a very important time for family. And I am going to spend time with my family. I do have some family out here in Orange County, so we will be out there. You know, how about you? When you finish tour, you're going to go see... Head out to Plainfield, or are we going to host again at your at your place? We, it's in a matter of days, and, and it's all still up in the air. Honestly, I feel like um, we are probably just going to get some Peking duck from Sinwa around the corner and just have a little, like, duck feast and, like, chill in our pajamas and probably re-watch the entire season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City thus far because it's just been so good. That just sounds it, like the best Christmas to me. It has been so good. I have also watched every episode twice this season because mm-hmm. each time I just have so many questions here's another (laughs) here's another question for you though how what are our new year's resolutions do we do resolutions are we do we have like a goal for next year oh my god i set a new year's resolution and i already forgot it 
No, it was going to be something good. Um, I should have wrote it down. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. You still have a few days to set it before the first. To set it, so. but, I, but I was well. I was trying to say it on this podcast so I could hold myself accountable. I was gonna try and do something. Well, that's what all resolutions. Are. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna try and be more something. Um, and I don't remember what that more something was. I was gonna try and do something more or be more um, of something. Well, um, I'm gonna maybe definitely... my New Year's resolution was to write things down more. That, that might be a good one. That might be a really helpful one. I want to make more money this year. I would like to like be able to just like no, you go will. On. You I will. will. That is my you resolution. Will. I will make more money this mm-hmm. next year, 2022. I would like to be. Um, I would like to be able to buy things in cash. Yeah. Except for Louis Vuitton. Well, actually, oh yeah. Except I was for just Louis. About to say, don't be doing that at Louis Vuitton before they flag you, girl. I mean, could you imagine? Oh, gosh. I mean, Lord have mercy. Well, poor poor Jen. Okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) like we said, we are, you know, last week, we're going to take a break. You know, we're taking a little break today from our cycle. Yes. Oh, yes. We're taking, well, we're taking a break next week, but today we're going to take a break from our cycle five recap because we do have a very special surprise for our listeners today. But, you know, let's just take a minute and reflect on our podcast. We've been doing this now for eight months now, talking top model facts and tidbits. I mean, Mm -hmm. do you have like a favorite moment from the show this year? My favorite moment would be interviewing Shandy from Cycle 2 because Shandy is just really, really great. And I also really, really loved that interview. But also, um, Shandy sent me that Tyra mail. So I'm like, I have a piece of America's Next Top Model history um, that I'm actually um, going... Oh, my New Year's resolution will be to get that framed. Top model facts. Oh, okay. That's a great one. I yeah. think mm-hmm. you could probably get that one done pretty quickly, too. So you'll have the rest of the year to chill. So I like Absolutely. that for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your Shandy interview was your favorite because that was also definitely the top moment for sure. Because, I mean... She was our first top model. She was. Contestant we got. Mm -hmm. She was so iconic. And she was just so sweet. Yeah. Like, not only did she send us things, but she was just really sweet. And Mm -hmm. I loved that. I also thought talking to Bob was really fun. I mean, we talked about such an important episode in Top Model and with them. And... I mean, connecting with all our top model fans has been really yes. fun. I mean, mm-hmm. reminiscing on this um, this wild show, these wild lessons we get from Tyra. Um, mm-hmm. My New Year's resolution is to um, get Tyra on the podcast. I think we need to get that to happen too. I'm gonna. We're gonna. Is put that, that a resolution? Is that technically a resolution? Or is that like a manifestation? What is the definition of resolution? See, this is why I think I don't do this well because I don't even know what a resolution is. No, it could be a resolution because a resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something, and I'm making a firm decision to get Tyra Banks on the pod. So I love that idea. While. I go and come up with a game plan. We are going to take a quick break because we have such a special guest today. 
we have um, an America's next top model icon, a legend, um, a personal, just like hero of mine. Uh, we have none other than the one, the only runway diva coach extraordinaire, Miss J. Alexander. Oh my gosh. So we're going to take a quick break, collect ourselves, and we'll be right back with an icon. So get ready. Today is a special day. We are taking a break from our Cycle 5 recapping to chat with a top model legend. We couldn't just pick just one cycle to discuss for our guests today because they've appeared on most of the cycles that we've seen and more episodes than any contestant or guests that we have ever had on the show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited and gagged to welcome to the show the Runway Diva Coach Extraordinaire, the one, the only, Miss J. Alexander. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Hi. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Chavez. But your skin looks lovely. I, I put on the moisturizer right before I came on here because I said, if anything, if I'm going to be on a Zoom call with Miss J. Alexander, I will be moisturized. Your skin looks lovely. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> at all. But Thank here we be. Thank you so much for joining us. This is truly, we are, we're on the ground. I we, mean, we're sitting, but on the ground. We consistently just talk. And, and I've said this before, um, not just on this podcast, but um, in interviews and a lot of just uh, uh, shows and things that I've done where people will be asking like, hey, what were some of your inspirations, you know, like early on in life? And uh, I always credit you as being one of my earlier inspirations because, um, you know, when we were introduced to you on Top Model, we'll get into all of that. But just from my own personal experience, you really showed me what it was like to be an openly queer Black femme who was confident, who was comfortable, who was successful, who wasn't in the environment to be someone who was uh, a joke. You were there to be somebody who was revered and respected. And as a young queer Black person out in the middle of nowhere, I looked at you and I thought to myself, okay, well, that is something that I can do too. I can go out there and be myself and be authentic and be respected and carve out my own lane. So I just want you to know, I just want to say thank you because I don't even think you really realize the impact that you had just by coming into our living rooms through America's Next Top Model. I do thank you and I really didn't because I just went on 
TV, as I would say, be fierce, be fabulous, be and do you. Mm-hmm. I know no, I know no other way. I'm number seven of ten kids. Wow, <laughs> wow. And I have been being and doing me since I came out of my mother's uterus. So that's <laughs> what it is. I didn't care what anyone thought about me. Mm-hmm. I did. What I did. And um, I realize even now when I hear people such as yourself, I think you're quite talented. I mean, watching the show, watching people be creative and watch you sit there and slam outfits and looks together. And for me, it's, it's like, wow, this is really an amazing moment. When you look at talent on television that are going to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Is it going, I mean, out. I mean, you've gone out mm-hmm. there. It's a snatch back. Like, is the bitch Asian? Asian? What was she? Face is snatched, pulled, done. You know, getting mm-hmm. pressed. Um, you're going to go, they're changing the world in a way that allows other people to be more of who they are with a different generation. Yes. And yes. we do what I've been doing. I don't live in America uh, full time. Mm-hmm. You live in Paris, correct? Yes. And um, I keep a place in New York City. I just mm-hmm. came back here because of the film festival and I thought I'll sit in New York for a hot minute before going back. But um, it's the things you experience when you travel, mm-hmm. things that you see, you kind of go, wow, things are different. Things mm-hmm. shifted a lot. And I think, you know, being this all-inclusive situation that we are falling into, mm-hmm. you know, they will try to pit one black girl against the other black girl, which happened in fashion. Mm-hmm. And Naomi's trying to be like this one, or Tyra's trying to be like her. There's no, there's no room for the black folks. Mm-hmm department but i think it is yeah absolutely and i keep saying that black girls we come and we're like shades of roses we don't all come one color mm-hmm. so put it all out there and you put it once you put it all out there and people get to pick and choose mm-hmm. what are what they like who inspires who um i don't want to be the first anybody i don't want to be the first anything that was not my goal it was just me just living and being and doing me Absolutely. Now, okay, so let's take it all the way back. Where did your love of fashion begin? My mother's wedding dress was um, Souk de Peony, navy blue. And it was ivory lined with the blue flowers in the lining as well as a dress. And that port uh, navy blue pump, and that goddamn clutch. <laughs> but somewhere, I think I was born in the 1920s, 30s, and 50s mm-hmm. as a female, 20s and 30s and 40s as a male. Mm-hmm. Because I love, you know, I love all the 1950s moments. I love, you know, a, you know, scandalous, you know, you know, course. Bra, yes, kind of torpedo silhouettes, cinches. Exactly, you know, my, a lot of the drop weights in the 1920s and 30s, I love that whole look too. Mm-hmm. And I think my real love came from fashion, from not being able to afford to buy what other people had. Mm-hmm. So anything was given from my brothers, like see, my, I had my old brother Ronald, Stephen, and Stanley older than me. Yeah. So if they had leftovers, I took it, and I would cut the collars off. Mm-hmm. I would recreate things so that I wouldn't look like I'm wearing the same thing, you know, that they had. Yeah. Yes. Designing from a young age. Now, uh, how old were you uh, when you became a model? 
well, a woman who tells her age will tell anything. But, <laughs> but it all started in, in it started late in the 20s when I was walking the street in New York City here. Uh-huh. Avenue when I thought I was a white woman. <laughs> uh, far from it, looking at the stores, looking at things that I couldn't afford mm-hmm. to buy in you know, all those shops in Madison Avenue here in New York City. And um I remember a woman named Catherine Carnegie stopped me and said, you should go model for Jean-Paul Gaultier. And I thought, who? She's Jean-Paul Gaultier. <laughs> and I went to see him at Bergdorf of Goodman, which uh-huh. is one of the best jobs that I had. He liked me, he booked me, put me in the show. Uh-huh. Then I began to do shows around New York City in the clubs, like um, when young designers would do their fashion shows, they would, you know, get your friends a model for you. Mm-hmm. Started, and then Monique Pilar, who was then the CEO of Elite, said, you should go to Tokyo. And I thought, mm, uh, uh, okay, uh, all right. So I went to Japan. And then Japan was home for like three years. Oh, wow. Wow. And then they said, you're really too strong here for some of the market. What does that mean? But anyway, I went, look, I went with it. You should go to Paris. They liked it because the walks in Japan are so much more regimented and so much more. Mm-hmm. Not showboaty, but yet all that extra, except that mm-hmm. we queens. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our authentic lives was a bit too much for them. Yes, for the clients. So they said, you should go to Tokyo. I mean, go to Paris. I went to Paris. I've been in Paris basically since. Yeah. And it kind of happened. And then I'll be hanging out backstage with, you know, girls at the shows, looking at the shows. And then being fascinated with fashion from afar looking at magazines, looking at Women's Wear Daily, W, looking at all those black girls from Givenchy Cabine, you know, with that hairy black wing on the gold and the lips and the <laughs> black underneath there. I was like, see, those bitches doing drag breath and I had no idea. Those bitches are painting. Yeah. <laughs> An idea that these bitches were snatched into chignon with the hair pulled back in that yes. bun or in that French twist. And, um, once I got to Paris, that started happening. Things shifted really, really quick. And I began to coach some of the girls. And then that came up because my then agent, Jahal, said, you know, you should help some of these girls. We heard that you've been sort of giving them some tips. And I thought, well, yeah, if you walk like this girl, walk like that. And do this when you're walking. Be like that. Boom, 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 boom. And um, it turned into what became a job. Little that I know would come and turn into a freaking career. Yeah. yeah. And I did it and I did it not to be famous, busy because the bitch was broke. <laughs> she said, let me get them checks. She she can't she pay. Need a couple of couple of dollars. <laughs> so she had to do to do what I was doing just to pay my rent. Being in a foreign country then, not having any you know, no French papers, not having any way to make a solid, you know, living. Mm-hmm. I just grew. And the very first designer who approached me was Valentino. Oh, wow. Wow. And Carlos, Carlos and Susan said, darling, darling, you come here and look so fabulous. And of course, I was in something outrageous. Mm-hmm. Teach some of these girls how to walk. A really beautiful girl, he should, he should work with her. Mm-hmm. And that was my connection with designer and model. Wow. That's how that happened. Yes. And when I would sit back and give girls, they would come outside backstage after the show and I would give them, some would be crying. 
Uh-huh. Different books, the next time it's different straight. We take your kind of button from the bottom up like this. It's smoother than button from here down because then you got to do this. And gloves, you know, it's all that. Gloves, mm-hmm. and gloves on, handbags. Today, they just walk straight out to run and come back. T. Tea because um you know I love to go back and watch tons and tons of old shows like on YouTube like in the morning when I'm having my coffee and there was like choreography that was involved because you were really trying to showcase the collections you were trying to sell the accessories the accessories weren't a throwaway that were just tossed on you wanted to showcase like this is how it looks so that you guys want to buy this and put it in your stores too keep your bag in the right hand going down so you turn and come back up the people on the left side see that same bag but she'll say what yes <laughs> bag in the right hand because you're going to come down the right and when you turn and go back they see the other side too little things like that you know absolutely mm-hmm. it's, it's the seconds that you need you know when you want to you stop and get out of the coat you know the walks from ready to wear were different from couture mm-hmm. which was Snooty is much more attitude It was much more, you know, just grand, grand, grand. The music mm-hmm. was different. You know, it's how you're getting out of a coat. You know, that's cost you $150,000 for a goddamn jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, stiff dresses versus chiffon dresses. How to make uh-huh. move, how to make it float. You know, um, the wraps in your hand. Then you begin to learn mm-hmm. watching which designers would to truly carry things a certain way. For example, um, you would... Uh, Joffrey Hooray wanted you to hold it one way. Center wanted you to drag it. Center wanted you to do this way. So you would learn. Yungar wanted your hand to be this way. When I worked with Jim Euclid, he said, you know, I don't want to see any fingers. You know, you got a fist like this. And mm-hmm. it, it look evil like Carl Montana. When you walk into the girl, you pass, you stop and do the big shave and do the half turn. Shave. Yes. Attitude, and you keep on going. Some liked fingers, some didn't like fingers. It was right glove and left hand. It was so many things that came up, but that's what made it really fierce because each girl took all of those elements, mm-hmm. made it her own. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot of drag race, you know, bitches, you're creating your own personality. No, you're bringing your personality to a competition. Mm-hmm. And so you're competing. So what's special for you may work for you, but maybe not for somebody else, because that's what we noticed about you. Mm-hmm. That's your special something that makes you really, really special. Yes. And now, see, now I'm going to be going back and watching these runway shows and be paying even more attention to be like, okay, well, this is how the girls like hold their hands in a Bukhara yes. show versus a Dior show, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah see, now I'm going to, ah. And I feel like, too, as um, a model back in the day, like, I feel like that really does, it It, it helped to set apart the 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 queens that we now know as the supermodels because they were able to take those very distinctive things that these brands were looking for and inject their own personality and flavor into it. Oh, so about what time in your career do you did you meet a young Tyra Banks? Tyra was 15. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, 15, 16. And um, Kim Morley Simmons, another one. I met Kim Morley. Mm-hmm. She was fourteen, and she was the youngest couture bride ever in the House of Chanel. Yes. yes. Was she? Wasn't she like thirteen, fourteen? Yes. Nah, she was, nah. She's so beautiful. I just saw a picture of her at Kim Kardashian's wedding last month, and she just looks uh, Paris. perfect. Paris, yeah. And we Paris's wedding. <laughs> yeah, Kimora looks great at Paris's wedding. I just I can't. I, I, I had dinner with her the Friday before she went back to LA. 
And now uh, we've been friends ever since. I'm she don't do a dinner here in New York, I think maybe December. She, she wants me to help her with. But it's um when I met Ty Banks, just again, backstage at shows, chit-chatting, talking, we became friends. And then as I'm gonna shift this conversation, we ended up the top model. She called me one day and I was working at Bill Blast helping my friend cast models in New York City. Mm-hmm. And her mother called. Jay, baby, this is Mama Carolyn. How you doing? <laughs> she said, baby, Tyra got a show idea for you. She wants you to be involved with this show. It's really a TV show, so call me. We'll pay what you need to be paid. And I thought, okay, you know my motto, right? Mm-hmm. If you ain't home, you ain't able. <laughs> <laughs> Take the opportunity, snatch it. So I met Tyra Banks at a hotel on Upper East Side in Madison Avenue. She, her mother, yeah, it was her, her mother, myself. Mm-hmm. She said, no idea, I think you'd be great for. Um, each week I went to send a girl home and I want you to come and teach him how to walk. And I thought, look, really like, oh, look, okay. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, it's my first time doing TV like that. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many TV interviews all over the world, you know, from living in Paris, coaching all these girls how to walk. To be clear, Naomi Kim was never a student, but I worked with her when it would help. The same thing, can you please explain to the girls that we want them to walk with energy in the show? Well, I'm like a choreographer. I'm not that either. Choreographers mm-hmm. throw me shades, Ali. They throw me shades. Show producers throw shade. Mm. That's show producers. Mm-hmm. No. What, is, what would you say would be like the shadiest thing a show producer has ever done that you recall? Said that I could do right now. That I recall, bitch. This is what stays in my head. It's it's me forever. You don't forget. I was working with him at Nina and he said if he had to work with me, he would cancel the entire production of the show. If he had to work with me casting the girls. So the designer came to me. He said it's me in Swedish. Mm-hmm. I went into the room. He asked about this person. You have a problem with him. I said, problem with who? He's like this. You don't know so-and-so? So I said, he said, wait a minute. At the meeting, he just said that he did not want to work with you. If he, would, if he worked with you, casting the show, he would cancel the productions under the two shows that the, the company owns. Mm-hmm. Who the person is. That was the gagger. I had no idea. And when I saw him, I thought, oh, that's who that is. So I thought to punch that bitch in the throat. <laughs> As you should, if she tried to come for your bag. Just for no reason. To her throat. So I thought, okay, go, you know. And I remember that morning, I was quite tense because I wanted to go and be that confrontational person. You know, but why are you saying so? I don't need, but, but I, mm-hmm. as a very white woman, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. It's nice, just made her meet even more uncomfortable because I was really extra nice to her. Exactly. Very funky. And I'd let the bitch know where I spit, no grass grows. Amen. <laughs> like, so respond back to me as you are part of a team. You, you don't design the clothing, so you don't tell me what the girl, what the designer cannot do. Yeah. The model. Because he went to try one last dress with a human. I want to switch the dress with the lineups. It's already done. It doesn't matter if the lineup's done. 
you just hired to produce your show. You're not the designer. You're not, this is so, mm-hmm. at the moment. And every now and then when I see him now, and I've seen him since, and she's been in, hi, I'm kind of, no. <laughs> crack that fake smile and carry on it's giving very uh uh sheree uh, and uh marlo and africa so it's just that that thing when you get that and then i've a lot of shows i've watched the guys from the choice secrets have mm-hmm. me exited from the backstage and i was going like, okay Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had them, and I've seen. And I see it coming. I see it coming, and I do nothing. I just—it's just my presence. That's when I realized just how powerful my presence being is without saying anything. Anything. And this is the thing for me. I'm kind of okay. So the girls come. Oh my god! And you know, you say hi, how are you? And they all get chatty, chatty, chatty. We have Kiki. And the girls, you got to go inside. The security guard says, "Sorry, you can't be back. You have to take your seat right now." But I was still waiting there. But they, you know, can. I get it. Wow. Who, well, I mean, I can believe where people would find you, your presence to be intimidating. Well, um, it's just being, and the, bitch, I'm six foot motherfucking four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's tall. Yeah. Yes. Fucking four. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a not as tall. See, it, it's funny because I feel like, um, for a lot of people, when they meet me in person, I'm 5'9". They're always like, oh, you're shorter uh, than I thought. And I always tend to <clears throat> think, I think that people are shorter on TV. And then when I meet people in person, I'm always like, I think I just think I'm taller. That's probably what it is. Well, here in heels. Yeah, yes. See, see, I love a good, I love a good heel. It's the confidence. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. come taller. Because I wouldn't think, I would think you were like six feet. Oh, see. You know, I think tall, you know. Yeah, but it's just, how, it's just how you move. It's just how, you know, your whole moment, your thing is very, whoo, it's how it is and what it is. You know? Yes. Oh, we ask, we ask people this um, a lot of time on this show. Uh, what uh, age were you when you tried on your first pair of heels? You been a gag, bitch. Here is my christening shoe that I found in the Bible. Oh, my gosh, and, uh, just a lovely, delicate ankle strap. Um, this is my mother's fault that I like silk chiffons. And- <laughs> For the listeners at home, we are looking at a silk chiffon baby, a, gold, a champagne color baby slipper Little with an ankle slipper. strap. Mm-hmm. For, for Miss Things christening. Now, my apartment was robbed in Paris. Oh, rude. Shit, you know, you kind of, you kind of, oh my god, and I just found my christening booty, bitch. Hello, mm, and that, what, what, like, just a, and what a dainty little foot that is. Just across mm. the last 12, but anyway, yes, smoking. <laughs> bitch already done. I can't believe you asked that question. It was sitting, and I just thought I'm gonna put it right back here, take it back to New York City. Yes. That perfect little beautiful little champagne, little silk satin. When uh, I Halloween, I wore my sister's graduation dress. Uh-huh. And I married James with about maybe two and a half inch heel and maybe three. And I was maybe 12. 12? 
mm-hmm. Because that's kind of like when you start being able to fit into women's shoes, like you can actually get into a heel when your foot is like big enough, but you haven't like hit puberty and your feet have really grown. Yeah, I was about like, like uh, I think my feet grew a little bit bigger. I think I was like kind of like nine or 10 once I started being able to slip into my mom's shoes. Look, we are going to take a really quick break. Um, we're going to get into some more of these fashions. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get more into the top model of it all with Miss J. We'll be right back. talking with Miss J. Now, Maxwell and I are super fans of Top Model, and we are self-proclaimed Top Model experts. And over the last eight months, we've been sitting down and deep diving into some of the most iconic moments in Top Model history in the order that they happen. And now we've chatted with fans, we've chatted with Top Model contestants, uh, we've even chatted with Nole Marin, and everybody... Everybody always says that they love you, and we feel the same. So let's talk about Top Model. Now, you explained earlier before the break, you said you know somebody really knows you if they refer to you as Alex. Now, um, before we all came to know you as Miss, Miss J, we were introduced to you under the moniker that is J Alexander. Now, when did you start going by J Alexander? In Japan. Oh, in Japan. Okay, work, work. All right. Take your family's um, last initial, put it in front. So I was J-chan. Oh, I see. Yes. J-chan. So it was J-chan. Yes. Um, and now this is something that we've said, too, on the show. Now, um, we started referring to you as Miss J using feminine pronouns with you versus uh, Jay Manuel. And I've said many a times that that is my first recollection and like pop culture history that we um, were seeing someone who was being like gender non-conforming and the pronouns that they used. And also everybody, when, you know, they said, hey, this is Miss J, all the girls just kind of fell in line, understood it, and when you use feminine pronouns, like it wasn't even a thing. Did you even know that you would be so iconic well, in that know, way? I had no idea, but did you know how that came up? Enlighten us. Robin from Cycle One was mm-hmm. doing the Remember? What, what was that favorite line? Oh. Uh, I, I Shangela go through it every time, and every time Shangela I say, I, we cry with. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Fall for anything. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angela sends me her simple ass, sends me a message. She always starts up that way, and we die. Angela <laughs> calls me or sends me a text. When I see that bitch, she sends it to me, and we just fall out. <laughs> so Robin got confused when she was at panel, saying what I said. I mean... Miss J, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. I mean, Miss J, Mr. J, I mean, I, I, ma'am, so I said, oh, wait a minute. But just, I, I'm sorry, I, oh my God, ma'am, I'm Miss J, I mean, Mr. J, she says, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call you Miss J and call you Mr. J, and that's how that happened. 
Yes. <laughs> well, we have so we have Robin to thank. Robin to thank for that one. Thank you. I knew you. we had to thank her for more than just, you know, if you don't right. stand mm-hmm. for something, you'll fall for, anything. for anything. So I'm Absolutely. glad we can give her those cookies too. Mm-hmm. And, and Shannon's always ended up with the issue sick is now today, <laughs> day, today's going to be broad panties and next week, who knows? Something like that. She was oh, saying, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> today is broad panties. Today and tomorrow's going to be taping a thong. And next week, what else is it going to be? And then when Tyra was like, and your boobs went up and down and round and round, you had you took your boobs and waved them side to side, Robin. I saw it behind the curtain. I mean, it was just this moment that is just so hysterically funny when you think about it. Of course, a lot of stuff is happening now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's outside your door protesting. Yes. But as I said to The Guardian in an interview, if you came into that show, Cycle one, of course you'd be like, oh, la, la, la. but by the time either one by three and further, you knew how to show, you knew, you knew what's going on. Uh-huh. And then you're going to get your hair chopped off. Yeah. That'd be the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to be one of those things where you sit back and you say to yourself, okay, let me kind of fall up in and just make the best of it. Yeah. And what was it, what was it like for you? I mean, because I'm thinking about just like, you know, your career in general. I mean, I'm... I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably helped thousands of models at this point in in their walks. I was trying to um, think if I'm into the girls, and and I'm looking at girls like now, they're kind of like, oh my God, that bitch dropped and you got to hold her. Oh, girl, what you doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You definitely have taught me to hold the models to this day to a much higher standard than I think the casting directors hold them to. So for me, it was. A lot, a lot. And then when you think about how the walks have shifted, I would say, let's take an old-fashioned method and put it into a, um, a new way of moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the combination, I like the mixture of that. Yeah. And one person, too, who was at Chanel, who told the girls if they all came me for walk less than they would not get booked for the show? Was that was that was oh, was that kind of shade? Oh dang! He said, "If you work with, we won't book you for the show." The girls are par- paranoid, and he was also black. Oh, ooh. well, see, not all kin- skin folk are kin folk, you know. And um, it came up in, in an article once, but it still happens somewhere. We said, "Yeah, well, we don't." Let- we don't have to work with girls, so all took to walk like robots. Oh, mechanical. Oh, yeah, that was shade at me. But God don't like ugly. You know why? Why? Because she lost her job later. <laughs> <laughs> See, karma is real. And what you put out there in the universe, like, that's one thing that I always, like, when some, whenever I get done wrong, I'm always like, you know what? That's going to come back and get you. Don't worry about it. You put that out there, it's going to come right back around to you. So. And that, that's as my girl, Miss T.S. Madison, said, baby, everybody gets a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we just had Miss um, T.S. Madison on the show. She is such um, a good friend of ours, and we love, 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 love her. Everybody get a paycheck. Yes. And, you know, when you're trying to do what you do, it's I'm not trying to be, I don't want to be your best friend. We're working together, you know, if I can support you however I can, I can do that. 
like I, I'm, I'm judging the EMI gala on Thursday. Oh, yes. Um, I think they give a Dominique Jackson an award and this is Jay, we can judge, we're gonna do the first ever Kiki Bowl. Oh, I lovely. I don't come from the voguing drag scene. I'm a mm-hmm. it, but it was never, I was always already in the fashion doing what yeah. I But um, it's about supporting us when we can. Absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't take money sometimes. It may take some hair and makeup, but you know, mm-hmm. that, other than that, I think just to support when we can, how we can, mm-hmm. hey. And yeah. I, when you when you are living your authentic self, because someone said to me, "Why is all these straight men just kind of like become at you?" I'm like, because they see I'm not a threat in that way. I'm just being and doing me. Mm-hmm. There's authenticity. Why am on television? So I'm on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm not trying to, as I said, I'm not trying to be two different people. No, mm-hmm. but I'm still the same. My soul is the same. Absolutely. And I feel like just always staying true to yourself and remaining authentic will get you so much further in life than trying to present yourself as something that you're not. I agree. And also, too, have manners because manners will carry your money cannot. Yeah. T. A lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. You should say it again just in case for the listeners that maybe mm-hmm. missed it. I was just saying to Max Lopezito and my sister Michelle Coulet once again have respect and manners because manners will carry you where money cannot. Thank you. Lessons through life and my old boss, Marshall Lewin, mm-hmm. who I saw 31 years later on the street wow. in the store. I made a mistake one day at work and um, I went down to the basement of birth of women. I had to go down and tear up a 12 order form. Uh-huh. Pay up paint the light blue yellow, the butter yellow, the white, and when we did it again, all because I made one mistake. One wow. mistake I made, I didn't put the sales tax in it, ordering the coats. She said to me, come here, you appear to be smarter by asking questions and not asking them at all. I looked at her really confused. She said, listen to me, once again, you appear to be smarter by asking questions, but not asking them at all. And I thought, wow. I, what I just said about manners, something my grandmother would say, but then email the Marcos. Now you all are familiar who email the Marcos is. Yes, but for our, our younger fans out there, can you please uh, help them out, give them a, a lesson? Another Marcos was married to Ferdinand Marcos, who was then the president of the Philippines who built the company, they said a billion, I mean, the, 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 um, the Philippines had a billions of dollars, mm-hmm. but she also had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pairs of shoes. Well, I had dinner with her, mm-hmm. the Philippines. And she said to me at the dinner table, you have to be careful because you have so much personality and character, when you enter the room, you take the air out of the room. And I kind of thought, oh, okay. She said, but also to remember this, it's hard to be hated, but harder to be envied. Because when people envy you, they would just do them, tear you down, keep you down. When they hate you, they go away. With envy comes unkindness. Uh Uh-huh. Revenge, 
lies and deceit. I'm sitting there saying to myself, hey, bitch, you took how much money from your from your country? <laughs> but again, to sit with her and to hear that she was a fan of mine, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the table, and then she leaned into me and said, the next time, don't wear yellow. Why? Because it was the, the opposing political party's color. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure you look fabulous in yellow. Like, How dare I'm... she? And gave me that read, and I was like, oh, and I, you know, again, I did a white woman's pro cut. <laughs> Actually, there is a GIF of you that I use in um, yellow. Um, and I think there's two that they use. One of you clutching your pearls and then one of you giving a little confused moment. And those are constantly in rotation in my gift library. So I just want to let you know that. And I love that you're wearing yellow. My niece said to me, she said, Uncle, do you realize how many of those things are out there? Because I don't go looking for them. There's people send it to me. She says, Uncle, do you realize that you are all with those damn gifts? She said, I'm like, you said, and people are hip here talk to me at work and they have no idea that you and I related. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah I, I laugh because my niece is a medical examiner so she's going to take me through all this COVID she's uh-huh. taking what to do where to go when to start I'm directing you my niece mm-hmm. if you only know how many people talk about you at work and have no idea that you and I are related yeah, she said I laugh she said I laugh and when they send me stuff about you I just start laughing Yes, I see. I can only imagine because honestly, there really are so many amazing gifts to you because you are such just like an animated individual that like your reactions to things, I feel like are the perfect narration for how somebody would want to explain their feelings. So that's why I feel like you are somebody who has so many viral gifts out there of, of yourself. And the thing is, again, you can tell when people are going to do stuff. I even see them on RuPaul's Drag Race sometimes. You can see some of the girls are trying to get that camera time and they're uh-huh, uh-huh. trying to be there and I think like, girl, we see you. Absolutely. To- it's not, you don't need to do it. Mine comes just naturally from that moment when it comes up. Mm-hmm. That's said, and when people remind me, I laugh at myself. I'm like, oh yeah. Like one girl who had on so much bronzer. And Tyra, to be clear, Tyra Banks never knew what I was doing at judging. Mm-hmm. And I made everything. Yeah. I made everything. All the flowers, all the ruffles. My very first judging. I said, what am I asking? Because then y'all never love, bitch, I love the flowers. I love the bow. Like I was looking at one of your outfits that had the, the big pink dress with the big sleeves and the big bow. Oh, mm-hmm. For because it was just a moment that I would love. And I remembered how much I love a fabrics and a flower can accessorize a look. Mm-hmm. Came from being, let's say, if I was working with you in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Jay still here said, Well, let me stay a few more days. You said, With me, I would have clothing. Mm-hmm. Make something different. So I would just add a ball of flowers to make it look different. Yes. You know, I come with the clothes I'm going to be for five days. Uh huh. It looks all three nights, so these are my three evening looks. Yeah, absolutely. Bitch, Shay, bitch, what you got in your car? I need a couple of bowls of flowers. I'm going to take this look and make it look different. Yes, let's see, drag. Exactly, so you just go <laughs> all up. And she would always ask me, say, what are you doing? 
because I need to know to introduce the fans to so that they look out for it. Mm-hmm. But she would never know until I walked on set for the very first time when I did the hair, starting at like 1800s when I did the hair. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorites. Five, that started this big and ended up this Yes. <laughs> and it started as short as your hair is, bitch. And then it went out. Yes. <laughs> that afro, oh. They said, stop, 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 stop. Why? They said, Miss J, um, we need you to go in the back and pat your head down to about a foot. I said, why? They said, because when you turn sideways, you hide Tyra's face. When you turn this way, you hide Tricky's face. Because <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I don't see a problem. Yes, the sleeves that were started down here with the yes. about here. I had beach balls and foam in the last of those sleeves for the last episode because they were just so big. So big. <laughs> you know, that um, also being bored, being, mm. being a model, mm-hmm. you know, and sitting there thinking, like, and I was like, what do I want to do for next season? You know, you know, do yourself. So it's about being creative. Yeah. Uh, given space, I think. And as fans, we were always excited to see what it was that you were going to bring to the panel. Next episode, next season, everything. It was always, always a treat. And yeah. I'm thinking like, okay. And again, it was just me doing TV like that for the very first time. Mm-hmm. I was going along with what it all And I'm a person also too. It's about being in that moment in the space. Mm-hmm. When you're in the space, you kind of have that moment in the space. I'm a touchy feely person that way. It's very like, okay, sight. You can give me all the diagrams that you want. Mm-hmm. I, until I'm in that space. You I mean, need I, to get in the field, be tactical. Smell like a seed. You know, I think it's just yes. that, as you said, being tactical, just kind of doing mm-hmm. that. Um, we were discussing, because um, we, you know, go through the seasons and, you know, we've discussed a few of the um, finale runways. Two of which, uh, two of my personal favorites, uh, we've already spoken about. Um, the first being the uh, D squared show in Milan, and then my ultimate favorite being the um, season four finale in South Africa, um, where the models walked uh, in water. I look, <laughs> look. You with it, those goulashes stomping through the rain. Is I a- always a mood. I, to me, I remember being a teenager and just seeing that set up. Also, somebody who, like, grew up in the church. and had, Oh, yes, Miss ma'am. Yes. 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 I saw you post this on your Instagram the other day, and I was like, oh. I mean, whoever thought that, like, you know, just a lovely, casual, just, like, little uh, linen blouse and some, some black galoshes could be so chic. But my other favorite was the one that, that was kind of crazy. Well, Thailand was always that that was so Galliano for me. Mm-hmm. You work with John Galliano and those girls, you know, that that is theater. It's theater. On and, and they tell you, okay, so Shay, here's going to be Anna Wintour. So you know, you got to make sure you, your position is going to hear me come to you. Uh-huh. So, so. so you had to make sure you had to be strongest in uh-huh. the, where they were. So they would tell you, and it was going to be sitting here, you know, bizarre there, blah, 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 going to be here. So when you come through here, really kind of come through and be present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Galliano was like I said, was theater after theater after theater after theater. Trevuglia would, you know, bring me in to help work with the girls for him and like Carmen de la Fici and, um, you know, how he wanted, you know, things to be worn. And the paramedics would be there because the courses would be so tight and the girls would faint. Oh, wow. Yeah, they'd be a, you know, and when you think about the Egyptian show for Christian Dior, remember that one? Yes, time? yes. When Aaron opened up the show. Uh-huh. At that point, she was boxing from going out like that because it was so heavy and so hot. Uh-huh. But she how professional she was. She opened up that show and came out and did her thing. The moment we went backstage, they were right there to catch her because that's when she was kind of like, boom. It was just so much anxiety. The craziness of these shows. Wow. And it's the experience. It's something that is an experience that you can only have mm-hmm. by part of it. It's very, it's very hard to explain yeah. that if you're not there in that space. And for Absolutely. this model, maybe have never had that experience. The one we did in Greece where the girls had to swim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they I said, mean. you said go under this water. And you swim and swim and swim, and then you just walk up out of this, like, in this gown. (laughs) But make it fashion. (laughs) (laughs) But make it fashion, But make it fashion. But in Amsterdam, when the girls had to run up the... The hill. (laughs) 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 do you have any favorite runway walkers from all the cycles is there anybody i mean there's so many i'm sure but so many that i would have to sit back and take me a moment thinking like who did i like um i thought was really really good Mm -hmm. even had a sense of of walking um well, there's so many, because there's so many, think about it. We have Camille, Camille. McDonald from season uh, two, who said, this is my signature walk, and this is what it's going to make me famous. I mean. <laughs> we said, okay, Camille, you better tell him. I can't, I can't, oh my God, because you don't need message the other day, too. Um, yes. So funny when I look at these girls, then and now, mm-hmm. and I see out who don't think I remember that. And I'd be like, Christian, how do you remember me? How could I not? You're high. <laughs> yes. I, me, was with um, that moment because when I look at Danny, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Uh, that whole moment, walking through the temples and walking through all that stuff, yes. it was really for me, it was so fascinating when I came through that. Um, what is the video that was really kind of insane? Oh, the one in Australia that came in the curve run where they came curved right down. That one's yes, one of my where, favorites. Where um, um, Natasha's skirt was like wiggling off her hips coming down that hill, but you know, she worked it like a professional. And uh, Jasleen was so upset because she couldn't touch her diva. She had to crawl. She was oh, like, yeah. she <laughs> was like what out the hell? I have to walk slow. <laughs> Evolution. Yes, that was Evolution. that was it. <laughs> you are bringing back memories of moments that one forgets. And also, too, my other favorite was this one here. 
Don't tell me it's the one that you opened. I was yes, just I was... about to mention Spain when you opened Spain, mama. <laughs> I mean, I... Yes. That, this is the Good best. Good old Barcelona. This was And then right everything. here, when you get it together and when you, you switch stretch, it up. Yes. Yeah. You know. You get the girls together. Makes you kind of go and watch the girls freak out trying to get together. Mm-hmm. I mean... That you don't see that's been edited out, like I'm sure with you on RuPaul's Drag, but you'd be like, "Bitch, that's that." I can tell you, "Bitch, there's more than that." Uh huh. But we get it—the shade, the the energy, the the fear of these girls, you know, because right now it's this do or die. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's it's do or die. Um, photo shoots, the girls and the grades. Hmm. That wasn't planned. People said, how could that be so horrible that you put that girl in the grave when a friend died? Well, that creative was done months before. Mm-hmm. See, that was a question that we had. And um, we had a guest on here, you know, who kind of came in with this conspiracy because they were like, well, you know, they sent two girls home the week before. Uh, 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 Rebecca and Tiffany. So maybe that was to make room for this whole situation, yada, yada, yada. And he had said they held the voicemail. They were holding the voicemail to release it so that it would make more sense. No, I... like When her friend died, I mean, there's so many different things that fall down to the edit. But Mm -hmm. I would say, if you don't give it to me, I don't have it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... If they even give it to me, yeah, you can you can manipulate stuff. But uh-huh. that footage, I remember people asked me, why would you do it to the girl? I said, that photo stuff, that creative was done way before the girl got, you know. Yeah, because like this, in, in, in season four, it seemed that we were getting a lot of um, kind of like sponsored photo shoots. So it's kind of branding with things like Caress or, or, or um, 1-800-Flowers or so I'm sure when you're partnering with different brands and these briefs as I've like done these things, you have to kind of get creatives approved ahead of time yes. um, with these brands before you go out there and you shoot something and slap their name and logo on it that they're not okay with. So um, it does make sense production wise that that would be something that was planned. It's weeks called ahead. production. Mm-hmm. It's called production. And I was making very, very clear to be clear to both of you. I was never at any photo shoot for the most part, never because I was a judge. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there to introduce him to a challenge outside of the normal challenge, mm-hmm. but I couldn't be there because I had to be completely separated. Yeah. We, we never, we can never cross the talent. Mm-hmm. The judges. There's way too PSA, okay, Miss Jay's on set. All okay, Miss Jay, we got a clear set, blah, 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 before you come out to do whether go to the bathroom, whether get something to eat. Make sure there was no talent. Yeah. That we won't cross each other. But I was never there for the creative because people would always ask me, why did you? I'm not me. You know, only <laughs> bitch, don't put it on me, me nothing. You no, 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 no. I was never there a part of any of that stuff because that was, I'm not a producer on the show and I didn't produce the, the photo challenge walking down the side of a building, you know, keeping it, keeping it, keeping the model less. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it's all about timing. It it's is. 
we can't get to me and say, well, I'm going to be take what Shea Quilley has to get from her or what, you know, you have. Okay. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Timing and just keeping your eye positioned where, you know, where it is. Yes. Just to get that what works for you. Because sometimes, like I'm going to tell girls too, you may do amazing in Milan, but do horrible in Paris for shows. You may do great in New York City and do horrible in Paris. Mm-hmm. That's what people want. Yeah. It's, it's supply and demand. I can't make you like me. I can only show, I can only show up and give you what I can give you and do what I can in order for me to see that I'm available mm-hmm. and I'm out here. If you need me, call me. Yeah. Folks. But Jay, what's your pronouns? I answer to it all. I don't want you to get confused. <laughs> Everything. Yes. And I can always say, I don't give a fuck what you call me. Call me with the job. Paycheck. Yes. You know, hey, absolutely, because we love a good old paycheck. The bills won't pay themselves. And um, speaking of bills, let me go and double check and make sure that I paid my light bill because I don't want another snafu. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to get back into this conversation with Miss Jay Alexander and talk about what she's been up to. We'll be right back. with Diva Runway Coach, Queen of the Catwalk, Miss J. Alexander. Now, I'm doing fantastic. I've been having such a blast uh, having this conversation, talking to one of my idols. Uh, This has just been so informative and, and great. And, you know, we mostly know you from top model, but there's so many other things that you did in your career before we were introduced to you on on Top Model and after. Now, uh, Top Model was airing from 2003 to 2015, um, but I know that you and the other uh, working pot, sorry, I know that you had some other things in the works while at Top Model and after. So I just want to catch up with you and ask, what are some things that Miss J has been working on? Well, right now I've been working on, there's a Swedish um, director who's been uh, working on a documentary on my life called Miss J from South Bronx to Paris. Yes. We're going to shoot it in um, Atlanta, Savannah, Paris, New York, of course, and of course the Bronx, um, Sweden, and Japan. Wow. Now, and you say uh, Savannah, because if I'm correct, you uh, go down to SCAD correctly, correct, and you give, uh, um, uh, I, like, lessons, coaching, and things like that for their... No, what I do is I go down to SCAD uh-huh. and cast this show for all the student designers in May. Oh, yes, we talked That's about it. Bitch with Bitch Puddin. Yes, we had there her on the a, podcast. Mm-hmm. Bitch Puddin, she uh, was the winner of Dragula season two, and she also um, went to SCAD, and she said that she was um, at, a, at a casting uh, with you. And I don't remember I if feel like she, she got... judged later, I thought. Miss J? 
I think because you count you did this regularly, and I think bitch competed and then also judged with you. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that she was casting. I think that she was on the chopping block being. Um, this is how it works. Let's let's be very very clear. Yes, yes please, please clarify for us. Mia. <laughs> I got into SCAD in 2003 because of Andre Leon Talley. Okay, work. He said, you be a doctor. You be a go down honey to SCAD honey because they need some food time. I never heard of SCAD. knew nothing about SCAD. I went down to SCAD. I helped teach the models how to walk. Well, students, because they didn't mm-hmm. have modeling agencies to get anybody. And exactly. Ad was coming out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Models need to be present for the students at their fittings all the time at school. Yeah. So I've been going down, so I decided one time, then I'll come and I'll cast all the students. So I began to cast them. Then after I cast them, there is the yes pile, the maybe pile, the no pile. Mm-hmm. Teachers then go through the piles. And they choose who gets distributed to student designers. Mm-hmm. If they need to know that Shea Cooley needs to be there with Marty to have his fittings, and you may be yes. for students. I'm not there for that process. Once I choose who I think these are the best, you're going to back up, go here. Because once you get canceled, if a designer, let me be clear, mm-hmm. designer gets canceled from the show, your garment gets canceled, therefore you get canceled. Oh, dang. That's how it works. Well, I, well, I don't think, if I, if I recall correctly from our conversation, I don't even think that Bitch Pudding made it cast, past the casting process. Um, I just did. I, mean, I don't think that they were giving you the model that you need, but they, said, but they still said that uh, it still felt like an honor to just be in your presence. You know, and I talked to... Every single student at the casting. Yeah. Wow. I'll ask you, so what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what are you, and I let them, t- they're all nervous. And so I break them all down to be comfortable. Such as I was to be sitting there, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm studying design. I'm studying who's your favorite designers. Give me three. They give me my favorite three. I'm doing sequential art. I'm doing architecture. And I talk with them because that's kind of like, get them relaxed. Uh-huh. I made fives and make them all walk to the back. So just walk to the back, walk towards me, and I make them do this a few times to get them warmed up. Listen, we all are nervous. It's okay to be nervous you, because yep. you are being judged. Yep. You're being not a model to begin with. Your body type may not be that, but we get you in. And if I see potential, you know, mm-hmm. we go say to myself, I do like so and so and so, but I can work with the walk. I can get that out of her. Don't worry about it. I'll get that out of him. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I push for it. Yeah. You know, sometimes I ask some designers if I, and then I'll go into the workrooms. Don't have to, it's not my job. But I go into it if I get finished, if I'm at the school, I'll go into the workrooms and ask the designers, oh, so what are you doing in the machine collection? They explain to me what they're doing, they show me what they're doing. I kind of give input as I have to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not, like I said, the teachers make the decision because they're the ones who know what designers are doing. Yeah. They send them on out. And I push it. We've had a lot of, um, Transitioning students, mm-hmm. actually, um, in the show. And then one tried to come at, one guy came at, well, one of the professors in a very nasty email. Oh. All because he felt 
that on the paperwork it said, guys, this size, girls, this size, like, you know, height. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he felt that there should have been um, a separate paper for people who were pronoun sensitive. And I was confused. And I said, the way to come into that is not to come in and attack the teacher, just come and just really say to the teacher, um, you know, we think you can be more of this. But he was saying that the school was not being, the, the, the professor was not being kind to that, or the school for that matter, to the LGBTQ. So that's not true. We've put girls in, transition girls in the mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. We put them in there. Mm -hmm. And they bring black ass down there. Now talk about no, seriously. Yeah. Cross-dressing, pansexualization, the madness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so don't try to create an argument. Mm -hmm. Argument. Yeah. An argument where that we we're looking at everybody coming in and we're taking them, but we're, and we're not putting any boundaries on anybody. If you fit into mm -hmm. what they want, and you can fit the clothing. If the designer school gets canceled, you get canceled. No. You know, but I'm on scan now 18 years, I think, now almost. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Because uh, actually, one of my friends um, is a graduate from there, uh, Christopher John Rogers. Um, and uh, I, gosh, it's funny because cause he's so, he's so young such an, uh, just an up-and-coming and, like, established designer who is dressed, you know, the best of the best. And we were already kind of, like, communicating um, via Instagram and such, you know, via social media when he was uh, still in school. And he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I actually used to, um, you know, because I would always accept friend requests and everything like that. But he's like, yeah, we've been connected since, like, Facebook when I was in high school. And I was like, you know, but uh, SCAD does uh, bring out some really talented, um, amazing designers, him being one of them. So shout out for to, to CJR. Yes. Walking on air. Yes. I giving the chevron. She said, I'm going to give you my best little CJR. Look, that skirt is everything. That's Yes, I wow have wanted to try her on for a while. They went up to that fitting. I said, "That's it." I said, "That's what I'm wearing." <laughs> I said, "That's what I'm wearing." Yes, yes, so, yes. Wow. Uh, so, but I said, "That's what I'm wearing." There's no, there's no, there's no getting around it. That's what I'm wearing. This is mm. a mentee person who's a friend of mine, and they put him in drag. We got dolled up. We shot this for the real real for that store. I love yes. it. Yes. Yes. Okay, baby. This is a must skirt. Yes. I'm like two of my faves. So Christopher John Rogers and Miss J. Alexander. So this is a must have for me. I must. And you know, I try to put that bitch in my bag and try to mop her. Sending <laughs> <laughs> for the closet. You. Yeah, so they knew that, be, that she'd be snatched right. because I. Too much. Right. And the thing about Chris's clothes is they're such statement pieces that there's no way to subtly walk out with that. <laughs> you know, it's always gonna be some bright poking at you. There's awesome. no just casually just, ooh, oh, that just slipped in there. My bad. I'm sorry. Exactly. 
we haven't been with Scat now for 18 years. I do, and I do the film, I do a show for the film festival, which I was there for that. I do the Atlanta campus, I do ATV Fest for them. I mean, it's an expensive school, but I mean, when you come out there with the lessons learned, I think you know, okay. they Mm-hmm. And so it, it just in terms of design, speaking about uh, designs, uh, what was it like designing your collection? Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about Crypto Couture? Well, the Crypto Couture collection, as you all know, is a virtual collection made for the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And, um, I met these two guys to do a scent. Mm-hmm. That went into... NFTs. Mm-hmm. NFTs went into crypto couture collection. Yes. I'm thinking like, I can't multitask. I need to do, <laughs> I need to do 80% of what we do and I can move to the next. I can't go into all over the place. Uh-huh. I went back home to Paris. I had not been home to Paris in 19 months. Wow. Oh, she had to be out. She couldn't travel away. She, everybody was stuck with it. Was stuck. Exactly. I remember working on this collection, and I did this collection. Um, they said, "No, it'd be great if we could do this crypto talk." I said, "What? What are you talking about, Willis?" <laughs> the crypto talk collection. I said, "Yes, it's you know, it's, it's online collection. You just need five pieces." So I said, "Okay," and this is how I started. I love drawing. it. Yes. I just started little croquis. Yeah. The waste paper. I just started doing stuff on a Friday evening at home in Paris, just doodling yeah. on people. Uh-huh. Yeah, doodling here. Just, just doodling. Okay, come on for these like little pedal front it's shorts just, in the back. Oh, is that a little jumpsuit? That 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 like big kind of blousey. Just, I love that. And the poncho. Yes. And the great separates. I sat down, so I decided, let me kind of go into a sweatshirt, ribnet situation and create, and how many looks looks can I do with ribnet? Online, cool, we can dress up after. And I just started like that. So I just started. Yeah. Doing pieces. Uh Uh-huh. Just just doing stuff. Yes. Just... Doing things, you know. Yes, come on for all these separates. Because you know you want to be able to dress things up, dress things uh-huh. down, mix and match, mix and match. Take your shirt sleeve situation and do it in the bottom of your pants situation. Uh huh. You know, do your skirt in the pant, your little mini skirt. Yes. So this- okay, that's real cute. All the things that I started doing, my favorite is the shawl with the ribbon only on one end. Oh, um, okay. You know, so it was always this little things I was doing. And then, like I said, just being creative. So I knew you could draw mm. a set because I'm talented. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do pay that rent, but you better have something that you to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So it's just about just doing oversized coats and you can play with the fabrics and, you know, the pants and create looks. Yes. And so this is really, it's been really, it's been really an idea to start putting these things in, in, into work. I mean, all this stuff that was sitting at home. Yeah. And so when I started with the little croquis, I decided to make more big and flats. Uh-huh. In two days, it was all done. 
Wow. And then I said, okay, fine. Now let's let's change it. I was gonna change so the back zippers to the back of the pants. Yeah. And I went to unzip half at the back like that. Yeah. Back front. You know, so I'm like, she got some pieces. And you said that they 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 asked you for five and you said, let me turn out a whole I just multiples. I did a whole damn collection. I did, you know, the the, the poncho situation, ribbon it there on the neck. Love that. Mm-hmm. I did the little aprons, you know, that'd be at the hip. Yeah. You know, and then you Love know it. that you could dress and dress things up and down. And so this whole little collection came about. And it's been a process because you realize that what I created, I couldn't really fully create. Mm-hmm. It has to be coded to fit on their guidelines online. Oh, wow. The shirts, I'd bring down some of the volume. Mm-hmm. Bring down the volume to change some of the silhouettes in the sleeve situation. until It gets massive. But it's been a process, and it's been really quite interesting. There's three things that are up right now online, and the full collection will be available I believe it is on December 9th on, um, well, I would say my crypto couture collection will be available on December 9th on superpopdrop.com. If you go in there now, there's about maybe three pieces up there now, and I'm going to do um, a couture collection and by adding some embroideries and things like that onto it. It's all hanging in your closet, and now it's hanging up on your computer. Yes. <laughs> and when you think about it, Crypto fashion, like, look, we are starting to see more and more of this coming out digital fashion. You know, it saves you room in your closet. As then you don't have to go out and do a, you know, uh, a deep clean later from all the things that you collected. And you already got the picture of you in it. That's just stuff that you throw at your closet. You said, what was that? Things that you got rid of out of your closet. Oh my gosh, I just did like a big, big haul out of the closet and I still, I'm, I'm still just like, uh, That's I need more space. It's hard for you because when you're creative, mm-hmm. I recreate. Mm-hmm. I cut it apart. Put it back. It. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I never want to get rid of this because you're like, this can come back. I can do something with this. Why oh, cut it apart. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember it was Christina Hendricks who said to me, she said, oh my God, the first time we met, I remember I was at the Emmys, you wearing a tuxedo, short tuxedo suit. It was all of a sudden a tuxedo that I had. Mm-hmm. I took a cut the legs. Yes. And I took back and I did um, sunburst pleating in the back of uh-huh. it. I tool in the back of it in between lines. So that tool and horses that gave me a bustle. Oh, I love I, it. The bustles, I put bows all across the back of the bustles. So it, it never closed in the front. But a bustle from the back, wide shirt, sleeves down here, in subsequent shoes, done deal. Fierce. Done deal. Fierce. I'll be on the way to suit again. You know, this way, so just redo it. It's about, what do you call it, um, repurposing clothing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more ethical. It's great for the environment, you know, contributes to less waste. Yeah, but I mean, and I can't do, I can't do the designer... Every season by the latest. I, it doesn't make any sense. You wear it once, you put it in a closet. I, I can wear it in Dubai someplace, you know? Yeah. No, I see. I, I, I like to, if I'm going to do any kind of designer piece, it's going to be like a um, 
bag or shoes, like leather goods that I can use over and over and over and over again. Or like it's a forever not gonna piece. Be, yeah, I did. I bought one. Uh, there was one time where, you know, I had just finished this tour, you know, and I had some money, so I was feeling cute and it was right before Christmas and I went to go get these Gucci t-shirts and I still, and you, you owe it to yourself to spend on yourself. You can't take it with you. True, but I will. Yeah, but I'm. I. I just. For, well, first of all, you know, to spend because I didn't know how much like a Gucci t. In my mind, I. 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 I am because it wasn't on the tag. I in my mind thought like, okay, tops. This teacher's gonna be two hundred and fifty dollars, and I was like, I'm willing to spend that, and it was. <laughs> And then when we got to the register. Well, how much do you think it was, Miss J? Let's ask. <laughs> Did you do 12? It was 1600 for the two t-shirts that I got. I said. Yeah. And you gag, and then, and then you were too embarrassed to say, oh, no, no, oh, Tommy. <laughs> right, and then you're already up there, you had the card in hand, and then you're too embarrassed to put it back in your wallet. You're like, well... I guess. And then and then the best part about it is I lost my t-shirt. My boyfriend still has his, but I feel like I wore that t-shirt twice and then lost it. Somebody, somebody snatched it. Somebody snatched it. You know what? It could have been that too, but I, I like to take the blame and put it on myself before I assume that somebody came in and uh, snatched me up, girl. Um, <laughs> this has been um, Everything that I thought that it would be and more, Miss J. Uh, this is all the, the time that we have for today, but I just wanted to thank you so much for coming well, onto our show and well, delivering. Oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, it was absolutely amazing. You were. I was only with the guys from Crypto Couture, like making some changes. You know, look, fashion never waits, Miss J, but we do. And, you know, I, I appreciate you making the time for us. And I hope that you had a lot of fun here today. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, see you bitches in Chicago. And where are you at? And wait, you're in LA. Yeah, Maxwell's in LA. I'm in LA. I'll probably see before I see that hoe because I, I'll probably be in LA before I get to Chicago. Yes. Might well, be- you, you call me when you come to LA. I'll come and meet you somewhere. Because, uh, because the thing is, I'm my best friend is from Chicago, who I lost. A uh, photographer. Give oh. me a photographer, Ernest Collins. No, I'm I'm not familiar. Ernest Collins. Paris, big black guy. He <gasps> did most. Wait people. a second. Wait. Whoa. 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 Did he have glasses? Yeah, every now and then he met, but do glass. But you said Ernest Collins. Ernest Collins, yeah, because he shot my book cover for me. Photographer did beautiful work, and he was. Do you know how you get someone to get from the camera Mm-mm. that you know for a fact that just nothing you do you're going to be flawless when you get finished? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I see. Literally, I I googled Ernest Collins, and the third picture is of the two of you. And that was for me, because he shot, I did a shoe line. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went to fragrance, I mean, I went to a body cream situation and um, he shot the shoe line for me. That was my first time in Chicago, actually. All oh, the years wow. I've known him. I'm in Chicago. And there's a dancer, you know, Fabrice Camel. Pardon? You know, dancer, the half French, half black, half white French dancer, tallest dancer, Joffrey Ballet. Oh. Fabrice I'm looking him up too. 
Uh, you said tall ballet dancer? Work. <laughs> There's some good ballet out here in Chicago, too. Right. They said Fabrice Cabell. Is that what I heard? Miss J, tell the kids at home where they could find you online. Oh, not in those websites you can't find me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You can look for my cryptic tour collection on superpopdrop.com. And we're going to be working on the website and we'll get, you'll get that later. Yeah. Because you're going to some changes. Because, you know, folks trying to put stuff up, they be like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. You got to make sure it's right. Right. You know. So listen, love you, love you here, hope you win. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Watch you by way of Chicago if I come through there for any reason. Someone's wanting me to buy a house there, actually. And I almost thought to come buy a house in Chicago, but I don't know why, but I did it. Look, I look, I just I just did um it's cute. You can get a lot for not too much, you yeah. know? It's reasonable. We love it. Um, well, thank you so much to uh, Miss J again, and thank you all for listening. And remember that if, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen, and make sure to rate and review the show. Why? Because it helps us grow, bitch. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And this is Mr. J saying, remember, be fierce. Yes. And as always, the question remains, want to be, be on top? Boom. Like I said, remember, always be fierce. Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Want to Be on Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.